Hey guys, welcome to the Say What Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette Irene, interior designer and lifestyle architect. I've been featured on Food Network, HGTV, and DIY, and my co-host is comedian and sommelier Sam Mushman. Each week, we will dispel perceptions, discuss news that may not be mainstream, and interview some really cool people along the way. If you like the show, you can subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and positive review. Now, without further ado, let's say what... So last week I mentioned the millennial, I don't want to say versus, the millennial and the Generation X topic. Oh, it's versus. <laughs> I, I think versus actually is, is quite appropriate. It's apropos. The V. <laughs> the millennial VX. Um, so I, I, for those of you that know and those of you that don't, um, as if you couldn't tell, <laughs> Sam, and I, Sam and I are from two generations. Completely different. Yeah. The millennial. I'm a 28-year-old millennial, and and you are not. <laughs> and I think uh, I think this is a unique fact about you that a lot of people don't know. Uh, right. A lot of people don't know. Because a lot of people do think that I am – that I could be a millennial I mean, I, I or thought, pass for a millennial. I thought when I first met you, I, I, I was going to assume like 34. Like 34, 35, some, you, somewhere Sam. like that. You had – um. You had a little bit of wisdom behind those eyes, wisdom <laughs> with with some passive aggression of like enough time in the real world where things either worked out in some sorts and other sorts didn't. <laughs> so there was a healthy level of like still optimistic, but I've seen some shit. You know what I mean? So, so, that, so well that, put, took me, that took me to 35. <laughs> Thank you. You know, um, but, you know, you're not. You're you're even older than that. I am. Know? I'm uh, I'm I'm in my uh, <clears throat> 40s. <laughs> In your early forties, I mean, yeah, we'll just leave it there. Sure. I'm sure. a Generation X. Yes, yes, which, so, which everyone already knows. So that, Sam but. is a big advocate, I guess, because we want to be real on the show. Sam has been a big advocate for me to kind of put it out there. I've yeah. been against it because I feel like why, but now I have had this epiphany in my life, and it is what it is, and I am who I am, and with you know, I need to own who I am, and I can't, I can't turn the the clock back, and I think there is some some value to experience and years, and I've been through a lot that's made me stronger and and but here's the deal i loved you know i love ripped clothes and jeans and edginess in my hat <laughs> i mean what nowadays what people in their early 40s don't <laughs> right so that's, that's probably still have it together i call it yeah, yeah well thanks you know yeah. what i mean so it's i don't like, know and, if that's a thanks but no thanks. it is because for 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 the age group that you are a part of you know it's it's like more and more people in that age you know like there there, there is truth to it's not just a saying how 40 is a new 25. I mean, it is. It is. If It's like nowadays everyone is like some of the people that I've met in my life that wound up being like in their mid-50s. And I thought they were like 40, 38 to 40. Like it's like you have no idea anymore. I have friends I thought were my age that are 40. Like it's just – it's crazy. I guess the entertainment industry, there's a lot of that too because you're all kind of with each other and – you know, everything about it seems younger when really people aren't. So that could be part of it. But, no, it's healthy that, you know, you're you're loud and proud about it. And I think if, if any listener disagrees, let us know. And guess how you can let us know? You can go to iTunes. How, Sam? You can go to iTunes. 
You can go to SoundCloud. You can go to Google Google Play. I have no idea how the fuck you get there. <laughs> but when you do get there, and, <laughs> Android users, go to any of those three platforms on iTunes. Please, please, please subscribe and rate review the show. Let us know if you think it is a good move now that everybody knows Yvette's in her 40s. Stop. We're not going to mention that. This is the only time we're going to mention it. And like you either know or you don't know. But I will refer to Generation X. No, but, you know, in, in all seriousness, I have to tell you, it is something that because you have to understand, Sam, too, it was being a, ge- a Generation X or when I was growing up and I was in my 20s because mm-hmm. you're 20, 28, 28, 28. When, when I was in my 20s. Um, 40 was like fossil. You're like, oh my God, she's 40. Yeah, I know. You know, and, and it that's was what like, I've been telling it was, you. It was you such... have that opinion of it. Right. So because that's how I was raised and that goes back to this topic that we're going to talk about in a few in a few minutes, the the, the 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 root of the topic. But so I have to say, you know, for a long time, it was hard for me to because I do feel young at heart. But I'm you know, I feel like I'm mature in the right ways. And then I feel like I'm a kid at heart in the right ways. And, um, you know, and I, in the I, wrong ways. And in the Make wrong sure ways. And in the wrong ways. So I'm a li- <laughs> on the wrong ways. <laughs> so I'm a little well. bit. So I'm a little bit more, you know, um. I, I don't know if reserved is the right way because I like to have a good time and I like You're to have fun, reserved. but I'm no. a little bit more reserved. And, and I think that comes from my age and my experience. But this is this was one of the things that was really important when we talked about doing this because, you know, it, it, it come, doing a show together. And it, it, one of the one of the things I thought and you thought, well, more you. Well, I think both of us, but we thought yeah. was an interesting dynamic or synergy is that coming from because like a lot of podcasts and a lot of co-hosts and people that do shows together or or they can be extreme opposite but they're usually like around the same age and they're the, you know there's some sort of but for us it's you like you can see the franticness of how so she's now breaking this down because it's like it, it's I, I get where the insecurities about it come from I'm I not get, insecure I'm not stop you're not you're not hearing me right there, 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 that's like what somebody says I'm not crazy but they're crazy uh, right? for, first and foremost first and foremost everybody's insecure no every but I'm single not insecure person's about my insecure. age but it's a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because the stigma of being 40 has for me in my generation it was always been like wow Wow, you know, so you've brought out a difference. I'm trying to give you a compliment. Of course, but what I'm trying to say is it's it, it's a healthy process to be insecure about it, to be from even even a, 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 a time slot of 10 to 15 years earlier where things were looked at in that route, and then the generation ahead of yours is essentially the parents of millennials at that point. You know, I, I think that's what we're going to dive into. We hinted at it a little bit last week, but just – you know how things have changed why the perception of i think millennials and even the next level younger people is what it is because and i've talked about this with with gina a number of times and stuff and you know this is i'm gonna first and foremost say in no way is this a reason to feel bad for anyone in the millennial age gap or any of that it's we're in a different time there's way more there's way more opportunity in other facets nowadays that, that they never were 20 30 years ago that being said what is different as well is what you thought worked what you thought was the right track to do if you checked off all the boxes on the paperwork of life that is supposed to lead to success that paperwork doesn't always work anymore that's what has changed it's what has changed is is you know everybody can't keep taking the same street and expecting that street to lead to the same equal opportunity for everybody that's what is different. Right. Well, and I also think one of the things I think that you really that you really helped me with, I mean, com- being completely honest, is – and I think this is of your generation – is that you guys own what you are. So meaning like 
you know, you're the ones that, that, that really brought this whole selfieing thing out and this whole, you know, be who you are and just yeah. own That's who you are. That's a good one to lead with. You know, That's but, but it's true because with. you guys are just like, we are who we are. I'm going to own it. I'm going to, so, so you have to understand someone from my generation, the selfie thing for me, and it's been, it's been hard for me to kind of grasp is to me, it was very like being so vain and being so like almost cocky and arrogant and egotistical, which is so not who I am. You know, I'm just like, isn't that isn't that improper? Isn't that weird to post a selfie of yourself? But now it's like, but you being in the social media business and being in advertising and knowing you're like Yvette, you just like take it down. I remember one time we were at a shoot together mm-hmm. with a model, okay, mm-hmm. who was young. She was like in her, she was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, and she, and she, and she was literally like borrowing people's phones to post her picture. Yes. right. And I remember you said to me very clearly, you said, "Be twenty percent of that, and you got it." And I was like, oh, my God, it was like a light bulb went off because she was to the point where it was like, like, literally, I'm not even kidding you. Yeah. Right. Like she was like, I don't have my phone. Can I use your phone? Didn't even care what our names were or who had her number. She's I, like, I got to get this cute picture of myself. And I was like, I still have pictures of her on my phone because <laughs> there are so many that she borrowed from my phone. That right. day. I haven't had a chance to delete all. Right. 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 And, and she didn't even yeah. know our name. Like, so she, th- there's still pictures of this girl, this girl right? on my phone. So 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 you said to me to be 20 percent of that and you got it and you'll understand. And I was like. You know what? It was like ding, 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 because the bottom line is, is that social media is the way it is. It is what it is. And it's really important for getting ahead in business in life mm-hmm. today. It is a huge part. It's not the way back in the day for a Generation Xer when social media came out, it was like, it's a hookup. That's what it, that's all it was. Now it's so it's such a tool for business. It's such a tool for getting ahead. So what I'm trying to say is your generation has, it's been with this whole, like, it's okay. Like, there's definitely a side of your generation that everything is filtered and being, you know, everything has to be flawless and perfect. Yeah. And the, the body has to be manufactured and placed here but there's also a part of it like with that model Ashley Graham who's like I don't care that I have cellulite I'm owning it I love the plus size you know like no but I mean she also brought to life like she's a beautiful girl but she's like look I don't have a perfect ass I have cellulite and own it girls so there's that part of your generation that I love because it helps women like myself as you're getting older as you're getting older your body changes your life changes your looks change yeah and you're like no just own who you are so a couple things let me kind of hint on you you brought up a couple good topics here Thank start you, off Sam. with the first thing about <laughs> the millennial generation you know beyond the selfies the, the selfies are just an anchor or, or just a a a vessel to the bigger concept of um, like you said, millennials owning what it is. I, I think that that is as much as I do shit on my generation. The the positive here is the the begin the beginning years of the millennial generation. What you would consider millennials was the biggest economic crisis we've ever been through. Right, right. right. And, and I I broke this down briefly last week. I'll break it down briefly again. Here's here's like the skinny of it for a vast majority of millennials. You were grown up in a nice big house. You were silver spoon the majority of your life. You had parents that always had good jobs and good careers because there was a lot more opportunity. But there was a lot more opportunity on a surface level. You know, you get out of college, you get that first job at IBM, you're set for life. You know, right. you go, you work for a company for 15 to 20, 30, 40 years, and you're good. You're fine. You're comfy. Everyone's taken care of. You raise your kids who were millennials at that time. Do what you got to do in the classroom. Go to school. Eh. Get a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars in student debt for a, a political science degree or a business degree. So what? You'll pay it back. You'll get that good job because everything will keep rotating the way it should because it's the circle of life, whatever. And then what happened was, after that degree that cost a hundred fifty thousand dollars in student debt was acquired, all of a sudden we hit a time where it was oh shit, 
technology is going to a whole other place that we can't comprehend in the moment. Um, everything else is moving. There's layoffs being ha- happening. The robots are coming. Right, right. There's uh, the the coal coal industry isn't what it once was, as well as a ton other uh, blue collar industries because we are evolving as a society. And all of a sudden, that blueprint for what you thought was guaranteed success is no longer a blueprint. Right now, it's a little bit of a, okay, you know, you, we we got the first couple steps, but now the rest is you can kind of figure it out. Right. Figure it out. And that was in the beginning, I think, for a lot of people in our generation, scary and or confusing. And you either go one of two ways with it. You either go and, and, and me and Gina were talking about this. We see a lot of people we graduated with, you know, just seeing like what they're doing with their life and stuff. And like it's it, it's a little scary in the way for people that don't have the I think I think there's a level of independence that's required nowadays as a millennial I think there's a there's a level of self-awareness that's required as a millennial so the independence to understand that you may have to take some risks to figure out what's best for you there's also and the self-awareness in regards to you have to be aware that it isn't what things aren't what they used to be and that's neither good nor bad I'm not saying it's a negative right because there's way more opportunity today I think for millennials to I mean I, I work from home in my underwear four days a week. I mean, guy, what are we doing? 30 <laughs> years ago, that was unheard of. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there, yeah. But th- there's a level of y- y- you got to think outside the box. And for the people that went through this hamster wheel their whole life and thinks it's the same thing that it was in the 80s and 70s because that's what their parents told them because that's what it was for them. Right. And now it's not. It's a little scary because now you have a lot of people that are just kind of going through life just – Going through it confused and just really don't have a clue, and it's and and it's a product of this change. Right, I can see that. Well, I think I think also you guys, you know, um, it's it, to your point. There's a lot more of this, you know, working from home, a more a lot more flex time, a lot more. Look, the the whole. Just the, the, the freelance movement in that's general. That's what I mean. And look is, at these co-working spaces like the WeWorks. And also, and l- let me also make this final point as we talk about the freelance movement. I think what a lot of people in the Generation X and older think is we're doing freelance because we want to. We're doing freelance because we don't want to put on a tie every day and go sit in a cube. And that's 20% of it, sure, because that does suck. Right. At the same token, you know it's 80% of it? For a lot of – if you want to do anything near what, let's say, you dreamed of doing as right. a kid or you want to do anything that is outside of being in the same place every day filling out Excel spreadsheets, you may have to be your own boss for a little bit. Well, I mean, there actually isn't a choice. Well, I think that's the other thing too about this time, which is so amazing, is that you can create whatever you want. And social media um, has has created that opportunity for people. And I think it is more about like go after what you want and the co-working space. And, you know, it's, it's, it's about the hustle. You don't – I mean – so many people now it's coming out more and more that you know it's people don't have a they don't always have a college education they dropped out of college because they can create their own destiny they can just go on you know they can they can come up with a youtube channel they can come up with an idea they can blast it across social media they can get the support and the ones that and the ones that do have a college degree i mean and 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 that's their big relying factor in whatever their first career is going to be. I mean, that at this point is just a prerequisite. So you either don't have a degree and you're doing it solely on your own and you own that, yep. or you do have a degree and it's nothing to flash around. It's like at this point, it's it's the new age high school diploma. Right, because like here's the thing. There was a time when I was, you know, 
going into the workforce, the degree was everything, yeah. right? Like, it's like, if you don't have a college degree, because that was always the thing, at least you always have a degree to fall back on, but which is still it true. It still is. No, it just, still but, is true. But, but it's now but, just to get a conversation. But but but, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, if you have a degree, you can always fall back on that 1,000%. But what I'm saying is that whole dialogue has also changed because no one's looking at people that don't have degrees now and saying, oh, they didn't go to college or they didn't finish college. So many people never finished college and are some of the most successful people in the world. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not about that anymore but i do think that um you know in 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 my generation like i don't know how it was for you growing up but i was always taught like like actually i just heard this um on 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 tv there was some anchors that were talking about this the idea of no is no like i I think this conversation was prompted by the the passing of barbara bush rest her soul first lady barbara bush um you know prayers of course always with the family on that just slap the ass of white house secretaries what a what a badass. I didn't hear that. You said you heard that. I heard that. But what I did hear is that Jenna Bush was saying that um, her and her sister were down in the White House bowling alley when they were kids. And they th- were so, they thought they were so they were so excited, so cool. And they're like, oh, we're going to order peanut butter and jelly. And they said, oh, the presidential peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they ordered it. And, and then she said that her grandmother came in and was yelling at them and saying, what do you think this is? This isn't a hotel. You can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And that story stuck with. Now I don't know what Jenna Bush's age is. I don't know if she's closer. She's probably in her thirties. Sure. I don't know I'm either. Sure. But my point is, is she said that story to this day has stuck with her because that was of the time where it was like, and that's how you know, it, it, it's like you're not entitled to things. So just because you're in the White House and you're in the bowling alley doesn't mean that you can order up whatever you want. And so I think that that, that that's, example is the perfect example to what I think even the generation ahead, uh, uh, not ahead of yours, I guess I'm considered ahead of yours, behind yours, the generation, uh, the baby, baby, boomers. The baby boomers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, that is the perfect example to what they were around. They were at the, the, there was a point in life where if you just stuck by this simple blueprint, you could pretty much have what you want with life. Yes, but and that's the thing. So my parents are baby boomers, right? Yeah. So so my father was and mother were incredibly strict, and, and I'm an only child. So they were even worse on me. Like you would, in some respects, you would you'd be surprised. Yeah, because, but you also got second helpings of all the ice cream and yeah. stuff like that. There's pros to it. <laughs> there are some pros like that, but you know, my parents were always like, you know how most you know how most parents. Where a lot of parents are like, that's not my kid. My mom's like, that was my kid. Like, they wanted me to have tough love, and they wanted me to be raised like that, you know, just because they never wanted anyone to say that I was a brat because I was an only child. They want, they always wanted to, you know, make sure that I knew the value of a dollar and hard work and nothing is handed to me. And, you know, and, and that, that that's invaluable. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, when you're growing up, you might not like that when you see your friends who do have sisters and brothers or not that are getting whatever they want. And my, my father's like, no, you're going to work for that, you know? Like I started working when I was 14 years old because, and believe me, my parents gave me everything, but at the right moments, do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was like, mom, I want that $300 shirt. And she's like, okay, honey, let's go. No, it was like, okay, you want that? Then you're going to do these, 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 like this, that, and the other thing chores. And you're going to earn that. You know what I mean? So, so everything I got, I've earned into this day that for my entire life, that's, that's carried through with me. So, so that's nice that my parents, they weren't the yes parents. You know what I mean? They were age appropriate. They did things the right way. They gave me tough love. And I thank God every day for that, Sam, because I think that's, I know that's made me the woman that I am and why I work hard and the values I have instilled in me, you know? So, well, now that we have your Emmy speech written, that's good that we were able to (laughs) knock that out. See, Um, that's such a millennial thing to say. (laughs) I'm sure. Sure, sure. No just, disrespect. I have a lot of millennials that are some of the closest people in my life. I'm just glad. Not we, Sam. I'm just, I'm just glad we knocked that out. I'm glad we Obviously knocked, not Sam. I'm glad we knocked Present out. Present company excluded, but. I'm glad we knocked out your acceptance speech. I'm glad that everyone, you know, everybody gets candy. 
and we're we're all good. No, but you make a lot of good points. You do, and uh, and and I'm and, Yoda and, to say. And what it comes down to is, is is I think I think your your generation, the you know another like ten years ahead of us, was the beginning of realizing at some point we may have to be a little more independent instead of just relying on you know you go it's not a handout. You go get a piece of paper. You work for a corporation. Everything's la di da da. You know, it's like it's not unicorns a, and fairies. A lot you know, of, yeah, sure, unicorns, fairies, rainbows. Toads, whatever. Not, no, sure, I'm just saying it's sure. not living in the world of make believe. Princess, it's sure. not living in the world of make believe. Yes. You know, it's not all just handed yeah, out like, ooh, I'm great, so I should get that. Yeah, got any more Disney references? <laughs> okay, but I think no, you make a <laughs> you make a really valid point onto that. You were the beginning of that, and um. What it comes down to is, I, I, you know, again, what's the what's the other criticism to millennials? It's always like the the mainstream way isn't good enough, or like everything has to be done like like it, it every everything always has to be completely outside the box and different and blah blah blah, and we just can't stick to the same street. We can't say we we can't stay at the same job for more than six months. Like these are all things that people I think have nitpicked about the millen- the, the millennial generation and to the millennials that are delusional and like there's shitheads in every generation. So there's plenty of, of people, course. plenty of horrible people in my generation beyond you know. Be, First and foremost, but th- that being said, there's a said, lot of brilliant though, people in your generation. The ones that are brilliant, or even the ones that are just successful, right? What I think the misconception is is people don't realize that those flaws that people say about us, it's almost because we need to. It's because of the job environment. Right. It's because of I the state of our economy and the state of an economy. As someone who's starting off is much different than someone who has been successfully in business for 30 plus years. So the older generations, I still don't think really see it. So that is the misconception. Yeah. I think broadly speaking. Right. I agree with that, Sam. Is that your Emmy speech? That's mine. (laughs) Knock them both out. With the mun or without the mun? (laughs) Well, can can we make it known that I've gotten a haircut? There's no more man bun. I know I'm a little sad about that. You the haircut the looks really good, though, Sam. You want to know the lesson? You look different. Here's the here's, here's now the, you're looking a little Bryce Harperish again, folks. Folks, here's the here's the <laughs> spiel. Here's the skinny, right? Just because you can pull something off, doesn't mean you do it. Doesn't mean you have to do it. And he pulled it off, all right. I mean, people said I did. I didn't wholeheartedly believe them. I thought I looked a little weird. It it, it, it took away the volume of my hair. Because it was always in a bun. You do have a lot of hair. I got a lot of volume. And now, just getting a little bit of a haircut, taking like a couple inches off, it shows the you volume feel better? better. I feel much better. It looks I, good, though. I feel much better. You know, I bust you, but your hair does look good. You have a nice curl to your hair. There's a little bit of a curl, you know. I just, you know, I want every woman, when they see it, to just think of cunnilingus, you know. So it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a healthy process, you know. Because you know, women love great hair. Women love, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot from the neck up you can do. To really make yourself attractive as a male, where you know it, the, the unfortunate state. You in do the, have nice it, hair. In in the environment we're in, is that with women, it's a lot about the neck down. Sam, the millennial, has nice hair. Yeah, I do. It is very cool to have you as a co-host, and that we can bounce ideas off of because I think it makes each other, um, you know, look at sides, look at things differently, or you know, we're both open-minded too. You know, I think that like I like to see your side of things, though you're always wrong about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I was, I'm just I was messing gonna, with him. I was going to respond to yours like, are you sure? Right, right. I'm just kidding. No, I think that you bring, you know, 
like I think we can learn a lot from each other and I think we do you're never too old to learn and even though I'm an elder in some respects you know I say that in a joking matter but I am I still think you're. there's a lot that I can look you know I that like I said just even teaching me about you know own it do the sell 20% of that like little things you know and looking at things from your side so I hope that it's exciting for you guys too to hear two people from two different generations and, and now and now to the to the the next level of this, I think we should touch on the generation that's coming after. Oh, yeah. That's a whole what other. is that called? Is it why? No, that's is that why? No, I'm you're what's no, why? I, I, someone told me centennial. Oh, centennial. I, I don't know. What's if that's ge- is, isn't there a generation? No, it's baby boomer X. I don't know. I don't know. But my point is, why? I, I think it's I, why millennial. There's a, I mean, so getting back, though, to the trials and tribulations that millennials have to go through and, and every generation has their trials and tribulations yeah, but the sure. one the big one with us is it started with the horrible economic crisis that we were in for a while yes. with jobs and stuff and also there's something to be said about we were really the last generation that missed the whole value in, 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 in the ability to code because now we're, we have a new generation coming up now where they're teaching coding in grade school. Yeah. Everyone's coming up. Everyone in college right now, there's a million and one majors that are coding-based. And these tech jobs and everything like that, you know, the the millennial generation is going to very much go down as, I think, the ones that are really going to forge their own path are the ones that either make smart investments or the ones that can provide some sort of a service, some sort of an entertainment, some sort of an experience. There's going to be, like, you provide an experience to your – to, even though you're not millennial, you know, interior design falls under that suit, I think. But this next generation now, what I think is even more interesting is we get a generation of people that are on their phones. They can't communicate, but they can code. Well, they can code right. like motherfuckers. Well, and, and that's what I'm afraid of. W- it, it's scary because yeah. right now there's plenty of opportunity for it. Every company needs a tech department. They need coders. But also, I'm going to be real, the robots are coming. Yeah, and, 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 oh my god. And the robots are going to be e- eating up I think some of these jobs too. So, it's going to be unique to see. We're always going to need coding because obviously the high the, the highest level of coders are the ones that are programming robots to take over a lot of these jobs. So you're always going to need that, but on coding on a basic level, it's going to be interesting to see where that continues to grow or fizzle or kind of plateau, you know, it, it's it's definitely a unique topic. Yeah, it is. And I think one of the things that's just concerning, or but then it's kind of the double-edged sword, is like as a, for instance, I mean, you see kids that are five and six years old that have cell phones, right? But those kids can also, on a basic level, like code an algorithm where if their parents lock them out of their phone, they can code around that's what it I'm trying and to get say. in. These so that's kids a, can do this. So that's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. now, you know, it, it's insane to see, though, because it, there would be a time – Especially in my in my generation, where you're like a kid with a cell phone, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's also a different time in terms of safety and security. So I think it is important for children to have cell phones because if yeah. they, you know, because God forbid something happens or they're taken or you know, they, they should have it to check in and and you could track the child if they have the phone and all of that. Okay, so then there's there's that angle. But I think the thing that concerns me so much is is it's this whole thing about being in the moment, and I think so much of that is missed today. I think so much of us are you know. When we are, and whether it's a concert or when we're with a loved one or we're at a great dinner, you know, and and I'm guilty of it too. Now that I've had to get into this like social media era, you know, 
your food will be cold by the time you eat it because you have to take the right picture of it and you have to post the right photo and you have to filter and you know you're at the concert but you're not really watching the concert live time because you're watching it through your little screen on your phone because you gotta get the video because you gotta let everyone know that you're it's just it's so sad because there's no and I think with kids being born with the you know the the being attached to the phone and the iPad and the this and that and I get it because if I was a mom I'm sure I'd be the same the point is though is that like how do you still make sure that they're that they're get, they're learning that personal connection, that communication? It's so important, you know. It's that you that you are on that one on one, that you're not missing moments. You know, how do you how do you make sure that happens? I'm really glad you brought that point up because um, the one thing that and, and obviously we're looking at this on both sides. There's pros and cons to every yes, of course, right? and we broke down I think most of them. But the one thing that I am personally so so happy for. Is that I was, I think my generation in regards to people like right now, 26 to 32-ish, right, was the last generation, the last group of people that missed the cell phone boom in our childhood. Like, like I didn't get my first cell phone until I was a freshman in high school. And it was the flip phone, you know. It was right. the flip, and and just so it, 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 there there still weren't smartphones until we were well into college, right? And I, I'm really, it was really nice. It was nice to wake up during the summers as a kid, go out on your bike, yes. no cell phone, no yes. anything, go knock on three, four other doors of kids you were friends with in the neighborhood, go for a use bike your mind, ride, use your use mind, your mind, play make believe. Whether it's yes. snowball fights, whether it's cr- building a fort, whether it's manhunt, whether yes. no one plays manhunt anymore, right, 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 because you can probably code around it and find the person hunting you right. in the woods by like right. an app right. somewhere right. or something. Right. Like we used to play manhunt in the fucking woods. We used to play we would, Star Wars. We would go in the woods, and there was always a homeless guy that lived in the woods. That guy could have killed any one of us. Right, right. We were in, the par- parents knew about it. They're like, yeah. oh, I think there's a guy right. that lives in the woods. It is what it is. Go play in the woods and. Like that is is lost. Totally, that lost. time so is over. And those were just those are. I am so happy that I caught the telltale yes. end of that because people that are twenty two to eighteen to twenty two now, they're the beginning of the ones that missed it. Right, they missed it they, when, when they were nine, ten years old. Right. They had phones right. and they had they they missed it. Right, because because when we were kids and even you, as you're saying, right after school. Yeah, you had to do your homework, but my mom, I'd be like, "Mom, I'm going to such and such's house," you know. So you had those that one or two hours, or you had dinner, but you, you came home, and then you did your homework. But you had those after school hours of doing after school things that were that, like you said, were kind were that did involve. So now the kids come home and they're like, "Mom, I'm going to be on the." They're playing their video games. They're on their computer. They're on their iPhone. So it's just it's 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 like they're not getting that fresh air, that yeah. real life experience, that being outdoors, that running around. That it is really sad and, because and I think you need that to grow in the same long-term. regard. It's like in the same regard, it's like what you never had, you don't miss. Right, of course. So of it, course. It's, it's interesting that, you know, there's this group of people now that are that are in college now and high school and just graduated that really their whole life has been like just technology's life. That's what it is. No, right. no, 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 no. I've had my experiences outside while I'm on my phone and like in the park, like sending email. But like your whole life has still been – you know they're all going to have spina bifida because they've been looking down at their phones since oh, they were age right. seven. They're all going to have like it's like everyone true. says That's the millennial problem, the millennial actually. generation younger. We're all going to have spinal issues. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of spine issues when we're in our sixties. Yeah. You know you think people in their seventies and eighties have 
hunches in their backs now. Oh, just wait till my generation gets yeah, there. There's going to be the only difference is they're going to they're going to have a hunchback and gold teeth. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> they're going to still be wearing tanks and snapbacks. It's going to be horrifying. They're going to have tattoo <laughs> sleeves that are all blended together. It's just going to look look like an abstract like you know uh, Pollock painting on their on their arm. It's going to be crazy. Right. But you know it, it's it's yeah. What you don't know, you don't miss. And I'm and I'm so thankful that I had the ability to experience it because. I don't know if we'll ever if if we'll ever be able to experience it again unless the apocalypse hits and everything goes back to square one and we start as cavemen again and work our way back up. Yeah. I just don't see us ever being in the place where, you know, and even your generation got to experience a, a higher level of that world where we're not connected, which I thought was cool. It's like I never got to experience as someone who's 18 to 25 going to concerts and just going out into the woods for bonfire parties and you know you're out there doing shrooms and acid and doing coke with no phone well, no, I one's wasn't doing gonna, that, but... no one's ever gonna <laughs> know about what happened the next day there's right. gonna be no photo album of uh, of whatever your night was you right, know, right. going to these music festivals and stuff and right. just and just being in the moment you know being on drugs for eight straight days, you could easily like like I'm saying like what a lot of the '90s were for people that were in that 18 to 25 <laughs> demographic. Because in the '90s, I was five to ten years old, you know. So it's like right. I didn't miss that, and and I, at least I caught it as a kid. But we're never gonna have this again. It's it's always gonna be we're constantly connected, and in a regard to it, there's a realness of the. There's a there's a true realness of life that is lost. In well, it. there is. And I think it is. You know, again, I'm guilty of it. We all are. It's kind of sad that like everywhere that we have to go, we have to feel obligated to document it, to show people what we're doing. Even how many of these people don't we we don't even really know or we don't know. Well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and why do we have to? Because we do because we have to keep up with the times, because if you don't, then then you're not you're not on you're not moving forward with everyone else. You're not staying on your game. And it's kind of sad. I mean, and, and, and let's face it with the kids today, you know. It's a lot harder, too, because when I was a kid, I mean, I remember Halloween going trick-or-treating when I was a kid. I mean, mm. I, I, I'd go right What do they do now? Well, that well, everything's controlled. It's in a Because here's the thing. I remember I would go out after school. I'd have People my little- still go trick-or-treating. No, they still go trick-or-treating, but it's more in a controlled, I think, either parents come around or like- um, they have it at a uh, like a center or at the school, or they do it like in the parking lot of the school. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, you would go trick or treating, right? And like eighty percent of the time, you would get candy, but then you'd also get like you would get like silver dollars, and then you would just get like a dildo. Oh my like god! You would just get like something like like just look an, at this guy. just an oddball <laughs> in there. You know? I never got that. You would, you no, would no kids ever get a dildo. You would get like no. There's no children that ever get dildos. Maybe like an never. Egg. Maybe some, you you're trying to tell me there's no there, there's no pedophile in town that's handing out I, little. I, Little mini penis straws or dildos to the kids. I'm just saying. But part hence the age gap. Bottom we all, line we're is, all seeing it. I th am. That's <laughs> over. As far as poisoning the candy, right? But when, you when didn't you, let me finish my point. Okay. I was making a point that when I was trick or treating as a kid, we'd go out after school. We'd come home. We'd eat. We'd eat dinner, and then we'd go out in the dark with those glow sticks that you'd crack in half. Mm -hmm. I wasn't with my parents. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, a baby I was, but I'm saying when you were t still 12 years old or, you know, 10 years old or whatever, whenever you stopped trick-or-treating before you're in high school or whatever, mm -hmm. 
Like, I was going out with my friends, and my parents weren't freaking out because there wasn't that danger. You yeah. can't do that today. I'm not no. even a mom, and I would never let my – like, I know you can never let your kids do that today. It's kind of like what you're saying about coming home after school and playing in the yard. Kids are being snatched right in front of – in their own backyard. You can't – it's a yeah. different time in society, unfortunately. So it's not even just about the computer error and the generation of the iPad and the iPhone. It's just like you can't, you can't look for a second away from your kid. It's just so – no matter how safe the neighborhood – is no matter how great you, where you're living is or no matter how the neighbors know the neighbors it just takes it, it's a sad time sam you know it's really sad there's definitely a an exterior over everything nowadays there, there, there's with the idea that everything has to be controlled and everything has to be um overly monitored it's like it's really like you're 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 living the majority of life experiences at 75 percent 1000 yes we used to be living them at 100 and you know that's what's sad it is what it is so hate to end this on a mournful note but you know well let's say something happy what do you got going on i think the apocalypse will come soon and we'll all die and and restart and then we can go through the process healthy again i think that 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 was that was that wasn't that's the silver lining the apocalypse is probably not the silver lining we were all thinking that we'd hear but the aliens are coming from orion's belt and and, and we're gonna restart as a society so So uh, that's all good this has been the say what podcast (laughs) i'd keep listening if i were you guys this one has definitely been the say what? Well, no, this was a. I think this was a was a I'm high kidding. level discussion. No, about, I think it was a good discussion, and now we of the age gaps. And um, if you want to, you know, hear about more topics, more banter, more good stuff, please, 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 iTunes more subscribe. Say what? W T exclamation point podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please subscribe. Please rate and review the show. Tell us why you love the show. Tell us why. I want to know. He what, doesn't even know what you want to know. <laughs> I want to know what's going on in your life, listeners. I want to know. No, what, we do want to know what topic you've been waiting for us to dive into. I want to know why you want to come on the show. I want to know because here's the thing: we're gonna start doing a call-in number, all right? And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give my cell phone number away, and I'm just gonna let people call in, and we can have a conversation about anything, and you know, we'll let we'll let you know the times where we're gonna start doing the show live on Instagram. We're gonna start doing that, and we're gonna start. Getting having this show be much more interactive. (laughs) This is going to be much more interactive. The millennial has spoken. Yes, it's going to be Instagram (laughs) live, and people are really going to be able to engage with us. I love that though. I think that's really important. That means that I might have to like do my hair. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm just kidding. I'm keeping it real, yo. If you see the people that the majority of of but I always have a I always have to have a cute outfit, which is the way I roll. Right now, you look very wholesome. You look you look like like you just planted your garden. You know. And it's going to grow. Considering I've never gardened, that's an interesting comment. Yeah. I will um, – you can see me in Queens on April 27th. I will have uh, details on the date, a new coffee shop, art gallery, comedy show. It will be a fun time. Um, also, uh, I will be down in Willow Creek Winery this summer doing some uh, personal wine tastings. You can book those online. I'll have more details for that as well. But some good stuff in the works for comedic wine tastings that are a lot of fun, very intimate, very interactive, and a lot of other stuff comedy-related, uh, sommelier-related coming soon. Yvette, how are you doing? You mean green thumb, Yvette? I'm a gardener. Yeah, you are. You are. That's your getup. That is <laughs> maybe, your getup. Maybe, maybe I should like start something new. Green thumb. You should just start a garden. You a should garden do a company. whole series of garden designs. A, a garden design. You know? I did do curb appeal for a long time on HGTV, but that was yeah. really, I, I was always partnered with the landscaper. Sure, sure. 
So, but I did exterior design. But now you have the experience in that. You know, bring it together. You know, you be the. And I have the look for it right now. I can just wear this outfit in different colors. Yeah. You look like you're about to enjoy like a nice beet salad, you know. Like, I don't even like beets, but it's okay. Okay. Anyway, I'll have some kale. Take it back to your generation. Sure. <laughs> any plugs? Any anything? Or do you want to keep talking about gardening? For the love of God, what do you got? All good stuff, Sam. I have some cool design projects that are opening, have opens, moving forward. New York, D.C., Texas. You name it. Um, please check out my website at evetteirene.com. You could also follow me and our podcast at say what w-u-t underscore podcast and of course yvette irene design yvette underscore irene underscore design good stuff sam ushman on all platforms s-a-m-m-u-s-h-m-a-n and uh until next time we're gonna have some uh some some new guests coming on soon so definitely stay tuned and again guys if you want some good interviews on this show that you haven't listened to yet we have the Jing episode. Um, that was a great one. Jing Yepontang from Ooh, uh, Northern Virginia. I did pronounce that correctly, I think. Uh, wow. immigration, immigration lawyer from Northern Virginia. That was a great interview. The Nick Lytle episode, Instagram celebrity, uh, like, comment, that P.O. Box. Great. I love That's him. a great interview. Great. Um, you have the November Kennedy interview, uh, Are You Lit? Uh, that's, uh, that's a good one as well about, um, about hip-hop music and a bunch of and other Afro stuff. Afrobeats. Afrobeats. So check those out. And until next time, it's been real. And please feel free to email us at saywhat at yvetteirene.com. Send her an email. Include whatever you want. Until next time, guys. Gardening tips. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. (laughs)